grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text today is from John, the 16th chapter. When the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into full truth. Dear friends of Christ, just got done from vacation and, and uh, Joel was telling me a story about his son Peter. He loves being a pastor. He loves everything about the church. He loves his Savior, this little two-year-old boy. Um, and uh, Joel was teaching him in, in the church to pray because he's got most of it memorized. But uh, the response is, Lord, have mercy in the prayer. He's trying to teach him that, Lord, have mercy. And so they were doing, and pastors say, uh, yeah, Lord, have mercy. And he'd say, hear our prayer, right? And, and then all of a sudden, he just, he's doing that just by rote. And then he just stops in the middle of service, and he goes, what is mercy? What is mercy? Even a two-year-old can ask some good questions. So I have a question for you. Why do you believe what you believe? I mean, there's all kinds of different religions in the world, and they believe all kinds of things. What makes you think you're right? Of all the different gods that the world worships, what makes your God the true God? And what makes you think that your beliefs are correct. You realize that's not an unusual question. It really is something that touches all of us because faith, by its very definition, is something we can't see, and faith, by its very definition, is something we can't prove. That's why the book of Hebrews admits faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things that we cannot see. Paul says the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So you believe by faith, for it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. So, we Christians, we live by faith, and we believe some strange things. And sometimes it's not unusual for us to have doubts. After all, do we have things right? So let's consider our theme. Are you certain? Are you certain you believe the truth? Throughout the centuries, the world has questioned the basic tenets of the Christian faith. The very foundational doctrines of Christianity are called into question. For example, is Jesus really God? Did God create the world? Is there a heaven and is there a hell? And how in the world do you know? And of course today, in Trinity Sunday, how do we know that God is three persons in one God? Well, first I want to talk about Jesus and, and you know, how do we know? How do we know that He's the Son of God? Good question. How do you know He's the Son of God? And what does the Son of God mean anyway? That Jesus is the Son of God. The Bible says it everywhere. Jesus says that about Himself. How do we know? Son of God. You see, every time when John wrote his gospel, at the time when John wrote his gospel, there were people who were believing wrong, incorrectly, a group of people who claimed that Jesus was not God, just a human. That He was just a plain old human being, just like you and I, and that, that uh, the, spirit from, the Spirit from heaven came down upon Him. The Spirit was a Spirit of Christ, a Christ Spirit. 
filled him. That's why he was able to do miracles. That's why he was able to prophesy. This power enabled him to do miraculous things. And then this power left him before he died. This divine presence left him so he would die just a man. The modern version of this heresy is professed by the Mormon church. Um, Mormons confess that Jesus is the Son of God, but only in this sense, that Jesus is the Son of God just like you and I are sons of God. In fact, maybe you've wondered that about yourself. The Bible says, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You are all sons of of God. Okay, so if we're all sons of God through faith, then aren't we equal with Jesus, who is also a son of God? Is that what we believe? That Jesus is just one of God's children, like you are one of God's children? No, that's not what we believe, and that's not what we mean when we say Jesus is the Son of God. And that's not what the Bible teaches. While it's true, it's true that God adopts human beings into His family, He adopts us, that's the language that He uses, through faith in Jesus Christ. We go through an adoption. It does not mean that when we come to faith, we become little gods. And then that's what the word faith movement is teaching. The word faith movement or prosperity gospel, you know, you hear that from pastors and teachers uh, around the world, teachers of the word faith movement. They teach that we are little gods. But high-profile TV preachers such as uh, Creflo Dollar, Paul and Jan Crouch, maybe you've listened to them on TV, maybe you like what they have to say. People like Joyce Meyer and so many others teach that we're all little gods. The word faith movement is, you know, also this prosperity gospel, which is also not biblical. Their primary proof, proof passage, proof passage for their little God belief is Psalm 82.6. And listen to this, it's confusing. Psalm 82.6 says of you, you are gods. And all of you are sons of the Most High. Hmm. Although we are adopted into God's family, we're never equal to God. Jesus, on the other hand, was never adopted into God's family. Jesus is the very Son of God. Or to put it another way, Jesus was not adopted. He is God's family. He is God's family. And you might talk about the difference, maybe understand the difference like this. Um, the difference between your dog and your son. You might consider your dog to be a member of the family. I know my mom does. My sister has, has several dogs, and of course, they are her children, right, for those of you who love your, your pets so much. But your dog is not on the same level as your son. Your son is human. Your dog is not so. 
And so it is with Jesus. Jesus is God. We are not. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, I am the Son of God. The Jews understood what Jesus meant, and that's why they picked up stones to kill him. That's why they called him a blasphemer, because he was claiming to be God in human flesh. So just to be clear, Jesus is God. Well, if this is true, if this is true that Jesus is God, was he God even at his conception? As an infant, was he also the creator of the universe, holding everything together? Was Jesus, even at the time of his crucifixion, immortal and the almighty God of the, of the universe? Is that what you believe? And why do you believe it? How do you know that Jesus is the Son of God? God himself. Well, John wrote a gospel lesson for this morning, but he also wrote his epistle in which he said, who is the one who overcomes the world except for he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Jesus Christ is the one who came by water and by blood. Jesus Christ is the one who came by water and by blood, and not with water only, but with water and with blood. The fact that Jesus came by water and blood is significant. It's profound reality. Do you remember how Jesus began his earthly ministry? He was baptized with water in the River Jordan. And you remember what happened when he was baptized with water at the River Jordan? The people who were there witnessed it. Hundreds of people were there. You know what they heard? A voice coming out of heaven from God the Father saying, this is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. Does that happen to you? You see, Jesus is the beloved Son of our Heavenly Father. We are adopted into the family. Jesus is the Father's Son. So Jesus came by water and blood to prove it. He came by water and blood to prove that he's God. And not only did he prove it with his baptism, he also proved it at the end of his ministry. And you remember what happened at the end of his ministry? As he was nailed to the cross and crucified and he was bleeding, he shed his blood. And you remember what Jesus said as he hung there on the cross? He said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And so with the very words of Jesus, he claims himself to be the Son of God. And on this Father's Day, when we honor our earthly fathers, Jesus was honoring his heavenly Father. And God the Father, in effect, ratified what his Son was saying with miraculous signs. You remember what happened when Jesus died? In your hands I commit my spirit. The earth became dark. There was an earthquake. The temple of the, the, the temple curtain tore in two. And even the blast, even, even the blast, the people below the cross, the bystanders, even they knew. Surely this man was the Son of God. So if you think about it, 
on this Trinity Sunday, the three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all give testimony. They all confess the same truth. That Jesus is God. God the Father did it with the voice of heaven. This is my beloved Son. Jesus himself confessed, I am the Son of God. And that's certainly what he meant when he said these words to the Jews. Before Abraham was, before Abraham was born, I am. What more could that mean? That Jesus existed before Abraham was. Jesus claiming to be God. And the Holy Spirit testifies about Jesus. The Holy Spirit, that's His job, point to Jesus. And His job is to point you to Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit's job is to get you to believe. And by divine inspiration of the Bible, the Holy Spirit put into the hearts the writers of the New Testament And the writers of the New Testament then wrote down his words so that we might believe in Jesus Christ and by believing in his name, be saved. And that's why John says, whoever believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. And this is the testimony, that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his Son. And who has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son does not have life. This is what we believe. This is what we confess, that we have life in His name, life in Jesus' name. And we believe that there is a Father, He's God. There is a Son, He's God. And there is a Holy Spirit, He's God. And yet not three gods, but one God. (laughs) My friends, don't you realize what that means? It means that if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you're not doing it on your own power. It's because the Holy Spirit has led you to trust in Him. To believe those words. And you believe it's fact. You believe it's truth. And because of your faith in Jesus Christ, you are saved. You see, God the Holy Spirit led you to believe in Jesus as your Savior. And when he led you to believe in Jesus as your Savior, he worked a miracle in your heart. He changed you. The Bible says you were converted. You used to be lost and condemned, but now you're saved and you're in the light of God. How did Paul put it? He says, no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. That means that God, the Holy Spirit, has more than led you to believe in God. He's done more than to lead you to believe in God. He's led you to believe what God says is true. The very definition by faith is to believe what God says. The very definition of unbelief is to believe that what God says is not true. I don't care what God says, I just don't believe it. That's what people say about God's Word. Yeah, I, I believe that part of God's Word, but that other part of God's Word, yeah, I'm sorry, I just don't believe it. And so we're saved by the Father. 
We're saved by Jesus Christ. We're saved by the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons. And one day, God is going to divide all people into two camps, into two groups. Those going to heaven, those going to hell. Right? And it depends on which group you're going to be in by how you answer one question. A question. And the question will not be, do you believe in God? It won't be that question. Because in James it says, even the devil and his demons believe in God and they shudder in fear. And they won't be in heaven though they believe in God. No, the question, the life or death question is not, do you believe in God? The life and death question is, do you believe God? Do you believe God? Do you believe what God says? Do you believe in His Word? Do you believe Jesus is God? Do you believe it's true? God has given eternal life through His Son. He's given eternal life. And that's the essence of the good news. That's the essence of the gospel. The good news is given freely through Jesus Christ, His Son. And no other religion in the world comes close to being able to give that kind of gift away so freely. No other religion in the world says that a holy and just God is just going to give eternal life to a bunch of people in the world who don't deserve it. There's no other religion in the world that says that your standing, your good standing with God depends not upon how you live your life, but upon how Jesus lived his life for you. No other religion in the world says that through Jesus your sins are paid in full. No other religion says it, but that's what the Bible teaches. No other religion says it, but that's what the Bible says. And you believe it. And John 3.16 gives us a beautiful summary of this gospel. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. I want you to think about it. God gives eternal life free. And this life is in His Son. Why do you believe what you believe? And on this Trinity Sunday, we confess, okay, God, okay, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to trust. I'm going to put my faith in your word. I'm going to put my faith in your grace. I'm going to put my faith in your Son. And I'm going to believe and be saved. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.